Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lakers Fast Break Podcast. We have some NBA observations on tap for you today. Don't forget to go ahead and check us out. Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there checking out all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, please subscribe today and hit that little notification bell. Ding, ding right there for you so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. Magic Man in the morning. Also as well, Laker History 101. Do you know your Lakers trivia? NBA observations, the Lakers snack pack, Lakers weekend, and of course our world famous Lakers post games. So go ahead and make sure you subscribe today. Be glad you did. Oh, there you go. In honor of Razor Ramon, he's throwing the toothpicks already. So there you go, indeed. Plus, also, as well, if you can go ahead and support our good friends at LakersPaul.com, go ahead and check out Joe Soros, Ox 1947 today. You know he's been sharing a lot of thoughts and support for everyone out there. Looking forward to Game 6 tomorrow night. So go ahead and check it out today at LakersPaul.com. Also, as well, he's got a company that he's running at the same time he's doing this. And you need to help and support if you want a lawn transformed into something much better than you did today. And you live in the Southern California area. Please go ahead and check in Simblades out. Simblades with the Y.com. Plus also as well, our good friends, Lakerholics.com. That's Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger. And also as well, Mr. Jamie Sweet, the five things man himself. Go ahead and check them out both as soon as you can at Lakerholics.com. When they're not putting out their greatest articles, they're also arguing with each other. Check out what they're talking about each and every time out at Lakerholics.com. Also, our good friend Stone Hansen at UpsideSwings.com. He's got a great podcast you got to check out for the NBA Draft. It's Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Also, as well, our good friend John McCallion in his YouTube channel. He's always got a great conversation going on there, so check it out indeed. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, game six is the theme for the next two days as there are four, not one, not two, not three, but four game sixes coming up today. 
that have or, some have already which have taken place, and one of which is taking place right now, which is already being concluded as we speak. Plus also as well, two important game sixes tomorrow as well. So we'll talk about that. Plus also as well, are all NBA teams, and of course our thoughts on what the Lakers need to do to get things done. So some great NBA observations on tap today. First up, though, first man here, you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at uh, as Oxide247 at LakersBall.com and also as well, Sinblades, Sinblades with a Y.com. It is the man indeed. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, great to have you here. Let me give everybody an update if they're not checking around the NBA. Earlier today, the Philadelphia 76ers choked a fourth quarter lead as the Boston Celtics went on a 14 to 1 run. They actually took game six with every opportunity by the Philadelphia 76ers to close it out and they didn't get the job done so now it goes back to Boston for a game seven and right now the Phoenix Suns are destroying the Denver Nuggets excuse me the Denver Nuggets are destroying the Phoenix Suns that's the Denver Nuggets destroying the Phoenix Suns on their way to a conference final matchup against hopefully the Lakers after tomorrow night so we'll see but your thoughts so far on the game sixes that have already taken place this evening one of which was a blown opportunity by Philadelphia. The other of which is looks like, you know, with DeAndre Ayton, no showing today with a rib bruise. Meanwhile, there's another rib that we'll talk about later on with the might be the actual rib fracture, but they're still in question with that they actually might play. So we'll talk about that in a bit. But just seems like everything is falling apart in Phoenix and it's all set up for a Denver win as well. Yeah, Phoenix is notorious for these endings, and uh, there's no surprise that they're getting waxed here at home, about to lose in the next, what? Uh, next four, quarter. 14 minutes, yeah. yeah. Um, the Philly game was a little surprise. I thought Embiid could carry them to win this particular game. This is what he wanted. He wanted uh, the opportunity. This, this, and, and, it, and it just... There's just more affirmation that this MVP discussion that we discuss uh, in the NBA is always a what if. <laughs> you didn't want to give it to Jokic because you didn't want to give it to him the third time. If you have that kind of criteria, you should have your voting rights destroyed and you should not ever have any say in any kind of voting that involves the NBA. Mark Jackson. <laughs> you you gave a MVP to someone who you wanted to give the MVP to. I don't care that he won the scoring title. I don't care what how good he is. It doesn't matter. Bottom line is you keep telling me that the MVP means most valuable player of the league, right? What's the definition? It seems to change every year. What is the definition? What difference does it make in the end? What is MVP? Well, the MVP apparently is Joel Embiid. He looked like the LVP tonight when it mattered. And we have Clutch Man of the Year awards now. We have Hustleman of the Year awards. I mean, this is nauseating all these stupid awards. Not that the MVP award is stupid, but just these other side gigs. But in the end, this is something that I was afraid for Doc Rivers. Uh, you guys know my feeling on Doc Rivers. I, I, I've i turned over a leaf on, on Doc ever since Kobe passed away, and I, I can't criticize him because I just have a lot of respect for him. But the record speaks for oh, itself. Oh, oh, don't roll your eyes. Otherwise, you'll, they'll stay like that, uh, Sean. 
<laughs> um, and uh, but there is there is a danger again of, of of Doc coaching another series where he goes up three two and loses. I seriously think this was a this could be a series losing a series a series losing game right here for Philly. We're gonna. James Harden does not play well in deciding games typically, and that's that's going to be a problem, especially with the fact that you guys already beat Boston in Boston twice. twice. The likelihood of being a third time? Hmm. My feeling on it is a little bit of me wants Boston to win because I want them, should the Lakers get to the finals. The Lakers, healthy, beating Golden State and what looks like would have to go through Denver to play Boston in the finals. There aren't any major injuries. I see a game. I should, I see, we see the ultimate finals matchup. We see the two seventeens going after number 18. And I think that would be amazing theater and I'd love to see it. And I have full confidence that barring any injuries, the Lakers will take that series. Once again, it is NBA Observations. Joe Soro, Sean Grice here talking about what's going on with the league right now. Before we get into tomorrow's game, we yes, we will have plenty of time to discuss what's going to go on with tomorrow's Game 6, all-important Game 6, where the Lakers do host the Warriors, leading 3-2 to two in that series. But also here today, good man indeed, it is the Magic Man, the host of Magic Man in the Morning. It is the man indeed. He's the madman from Toronto. You guys just got to go ahead and make sure he gets out of Toronto traffic. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And he's here today to provide some NBA observations getting out of Toronto traffic. And magic man, the guy who I ask for advice on Canadian television for sports. Just thank you so much for doing so. It was me, by the way. I just wanted to let you know. Yes, yes. Person. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking, wow, because it wasn't exactly your, your type of uh, email. No, it's just because my my brother-in-law is, you know, in, in Canada now, and I'm going to Canada later on this month, and I just wanted to ask, you know, make sure, like, how in the hell do you get some sports over there, man? That's not yeah. Canadian. Yeah, it, it, we st- we got plenty of that, Gerald. Okay. We got plenty of that. that right. That's an easy navigation. Okay. Good Good seafood and where you can watch sports. Okay. I'm your go-to guy if you need to go to Canada. Fair enough. Fair enough, indeed, my friend. But it looks like Denver is going to move on to the conference finals. We see the game seven now on the horizon for Saturday for Boston and Philadelphia. Uh, It looks like, again, tomorrow we've got two great matchups where you have uh, right now in Miami, where Miami could actually, as a eight seed, remember, this team was actually a seven seed, lost to Atlanta, almost lost. You know, the fact that they almost lost the rights to the eighth seed in that, that game that they had, that they were almost eliminated from entirely, yet they've come back all the way to go ahead for a game six matchup in Miami against New York. And then, of course, the nightcap for the L.A. Your thoughts, though, on what you see from the other games outside of the L.A. matchup, because we're going to go into detail on that. What are you seeing as far as the other matchups in the game sixes that you're seeing right now and for tomorrow for the Knicks? Yeah, you know, Gerald, not much to add for the Philly Boston series. You and Joe uh, uh, pretty much touched on every every touchstone point that needs to be made in that series. Relatively speaking, um, yeah, beating it, beating 
a rival three times in the same series on the road is tough. That's a, really a tough ask. And now this is a game seven. I'm with you. I thought they blew their opportunity tonight. Um, you know, in the last five minutes of uh, game five, Gerald, and in the last five minutes of game six, Joel Embiid, the MVP of the NBA, has had a total of two possessions. They really didn't go to him after Al Horford defended him uh, quite quite well uh, late in the late in the the fifth game. This game was entirely different, Gerald. It it seemed like every and I'll give Doc credit for this in the huddle. He kept reminding his players that you need to keep moving the ball. We can't keep staying still and playing iso ball, and that's exactly what Boston lured them into in the past, in the last four or five minutes, Gerald, because it was a lot of iso, and they really tried to go to uh, the Maxi Harden pick and roll there, but Boston wouldn't allow it. So, uh, again, you have to credit the, the adjustments with uh, Missoula and his staff on the other end. So. I don't expect Philly to come out guns a blazing in game seven. I think, you know, Embiid himself does not perform well in game sevens. Um, he's lost both he's played in one to the Raptors and the other to the Hawks. All I will say this, my friend, is that Joel Embiid for years has asked, all he's wanted was a team around him and to be healthy enough to go ahead and be able to get a chance to take it. And he said he would go ahead and take him to the promised land. And as we're finding out, my friend, that's not necessarily the case. You can say it's the knee, whatnot, but there's always going to be seemingly an excuse there. I mean, the Lakers have hurt, got Anthony Davis to hurt all over the place. You know, latest thing is his head. You know, I mean, it just you're never going to be fully healthy. You're not going to ever be able to go ahead and make up the, for those excuses because, again, uh, Joel Embiid, as Joe's indicated correctly, you're the MVP. You're at home in a close-out game on game six. You got to get the crap done. Yeah, you got to get the job done. You got to demand the ball. Um, you, you can make all the excuses you want that they went away from you, but you, you know what? You you should have demanded the ball. You're the MVP. That's right, Gerald. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it was just it was a just a just a quirky game that you know what the urgency wasn't there for them for whatever reason. I thought you know if there was any year that he was going to win an MVP, I. I always thought, you know what, that's probably going to be the best team he's ever going to have. And now he's probably going to end up uh, on the short end of the stick again. Uh, like I said, I I don't have confidence that he'll play well in a game seven. He hasn't played well in the ones he's played in. And you're in a hostile environment in Boston. Uh, I will say this, Gerald. I don't think that uh, Philly has done a really good job of trying to understand why Boston inserting Robert Williams into the starting lineup has created some problems for them. Um, obviously, they've got one more game to figure this out, but it seems like uh, that they're not even trying to address that issue. As far as the Suns go, yeah, Gerald, it's, it's kind of what we talked about. I thought they, I thought this series would go seven, but Suns just don't have the depth for it. They, in a Kentucky Derby, they're just going to come up a little short. Like I thought for sure there would be a better effort tonight because they played better with Jock Landale in the lineup than uh, Aiton, at least in this series. 
And but it's been very strange, Gerald. I mean, basically decide to sit Aiden, and that's what they that's what they basically did. Um, he has provided you with one twenty plus point and one ten plus rebound game in the entire playoffs. So that's a total of twelve games. He's only done that once. It seems like that's a relationship that's about to be separated. Uh, I think they'll move off DeAndre Ayton in the offseason. And, uh, Gerald, I'm not sure what to do with that team, basically, because their interior defense is awful, even with even with uh, a 35-year-old sniper in Kevin Durant and a 26-year-old sniper in Devin Booker. That interior defense is awful. I don't see it getting any better. Um, unless you, you make some kind of um, maneuverable trade to, to get a defensive center and some depth there. But Phoenix is in a whole lot of hot soup. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is NBA Observations. It is Magic Man Sean Grice and Joe Soro, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Joe, uh, before we get to the Lakers and also our all-NBA teams, uh, you mentioned uh, four times. It is three times. If the, if the Sixers win in Boston, it would be three times that they've won on the road in Boston in this series. I know you mentioned four times in the comments, and I was like, puzzled at why that is but I thought you were I talking think, about the Lakers Celtics thing sorry no 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 oh no worries no worries no yeah it's three if the if the Boston Celtics uh lose to the Philadelphia 76ers in Boston it would be the third time in the series I don't know if that's ever happened or if it's happened it's probably happened like a very small amount of times where the visiting team has won three times in a seven game series on the road and that would be almost a disaster for everyone in Boston I think that would be hilarious if that would be the case well, they haven't been playing well at home even since last year's playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I, really, honestly, I think there is a, an elegance to a, a rematch of both conference finals uh, from 2020. Should the Lakers win tomorrow night, it will be Denver versus Lakers. Should Boston win game seven, it'll be, and of course, Miami game six, which I believe they will win, Miami-Boston again in the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I I can't help but say that, that that's something that's really appealing to, to watch. I think yeah. that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and I agree. I, a, little bit, a little bit of me would be, I just think it would be cool too to, 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 to play Miami again in the finals and further solidify that that run, that run in 2020. Because more, more, than, more than the Lakers title, it's, it's Many people said Miami had a fluke run because of the circumstances. This pretty much tells everyone, no, it wasn't a fluke. They just were a better team in the playoffs twice. And here we are. And of course, I'm 
counting the fact that the Lakers are going to beat them again in the finals, which would make it really, really nice and, and fun again. And, you know, LeBron wins two in Miami and he beats Miami twice. I mean, that, that, that's a funny story in itself as well. There's a storyline in everything here. It would be, yeah. it would be fun to, fun to watch. Absolutely. It will be great to watch and we'll see it this weekend, but it starts tomorrow night for us here. Game six, uh, you know, after the Knicks Miami game, Joe, myself, uh, Sean will all be a part of the playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Also do probably a last minute news and notes. Hopefully if I get everything straightened out for a snack pack before the game starts. So hopefully look out for that as well. I know magic man will not be able to do a magic man in the morning. We don't need to eat. We have the the burritos. Hopefully the breakfast burritos are still on reserve. So I could be able to open them up yet on Friday anyways. But I will do something beforehand before we go live on the air on playback. So look forward to that as well. But I wanted to ask you this as we get into now what everybody here is looking forward to talking about and answering in the chat. It is game six, the Lakers and the Warriors. Magic Man, I want to go ahead and hit you up first on this. Obviously, the momentum now has started to slowly move into the Golden State's favor as far as what they're doing on offense a little bit more effectively with with a lot of pick and roll action, a lot of getting Anthony Davis out of position. He is, the latest report says he's been listed as probable and that he himself said he feels great and he's ready to go back to game six. So it looks like he will be cleared. He did not suffer any concussions. So I think we can all breathe a sigh of relief. Andrew Wiggins, uh, that has been listed now as questionable because he has a rib, uh, for possible rib fracture, which again, comparative to a rib contusion, which DeAndre Aiden got, shows you that if he's listed as questionable, he probably will play, which shows he has a lot more guts than DeAndre Aiden. I'm just going to mm-hmm. say that out loud personally. But you know what? I call it like I see it. When it comes to... What you're going to see tomorrow night is, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think this, you know, going to be a very big time battle. I think that everybody is thinking that the Golden State has now all the mojo back from their championship run. I think everything is now leaning on the side of the Golden State Warriors. If you listen to everybody else but us, I'm still thinking the Lakers have every bit of chance to win because so far they have not been defeated at home. They've been actually very strong. Their numbers dictate how well they're playing at home better than any point in time this decade that they're playing better. They've not played this well and this consistently at home at all in any season since 2019, since the way they got off to that great start in 2019. So I ask you, my friend, everybody and their grandmother is still picking the Warriors to come out in seven and win this thing. We don't think so. We think the Lakers can go ahead and get it done. We do think the Lakers can get it done. And Gerald, just a, a quick uh, quick note. Only one other team has won three road playoff games in a series. That was in 1995. Uh, I knew West- somebody had to do it. In the Western Conference semifinals when the number six Houston Rockets defeated the number one San Antonio Spurs, the Rockets won three games in the Alamo Dome that year. So I was thinking he was going to be either that or the Matumbo Nuggets. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking one or the other. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think, uh, I think we, uh, we uh, Humpty Dumpty doesn't get put together tomorrow night, Gerald. I, I really feel that the urgency is going to be there just to finish this in, in six, um, and they've done it 
every single time this playoff. Not only are they undefeated at home, Gerald, they're undefeated after a loss. They're 6-0. and They lost game two in the first round. They won game three and four. Lost game five, won game six. Similarly, in this series, won game one, lost game two. Won game three and game four, lost game five. Now, they have a chance to go 6-0 and at this point in time after a loss. I think we've seen that uh, Coach Ham makes very good tinkering adjustments. Um, he said he was... He watched the whole game afterwards, and uh, so they, they, he said they were thinking about some changes. I don't think any changes will be made to the starting lineup, Gerald, although he intimated they're thinking about it. Could do Vanderbilt because he has been mm-hmm. a de- he's getting declining returns on him, and he played very little in game six, uh, game five, excuse me. So I think that if any changes could be made, it would be making the change on Vando. Yeah, I just I would consider trying trying a different tact or game plan with him, and and trying to uh, maximize his strengths, especially defensively, Gerald. Because uh, you know, again, you, the the Lakers have have fortified their defense after a loss. There hasn't re- there hasn't really been a stretch uh, from either uh, Memphis or uh, Golden State during these playoffs where. After the Lakers suffer a defeat, they come back and then just get punched in the throat again. That's normally not how the script is writ- written. After a loss, normally the Lakers uh, come out with uh, an assertive and purposeful game plan. They attack uh, the paint, which I expect them to do again, Gerald. I mean, we just didn't have we just didn't have the benefit of any uh, honest whistles last night that's 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 just a fact uh i expect the to be a evenly called game i i don't expect there'll be a a flip-flop as you know steve kerr steve kerr pulled the full, phil jackson like when when phil jackson was frustrated or thought the uh the refs were excitable or are getting a little um too loose he would uh, comment publicly, and then usually the next game would result in a huge free throw disparity in favor of either one of the Chicago Bulls or the Lakers. Kerr pulled the same tact, tried to uh, use a certain um, psychological ploy. Uh, it worked. I don't think it'll work again. Um, Golden State's found it difficult to try and duplicate a blueprint on how to defeat the Lakers from one game to the next because they haven't won two in a row in the series yet. I think that trend continues, and I think we uh, we roll to victory tomorrow night. Intel, you're always nervous, my friend. You're always nervous indeed, but we love having you here. And I'm going to do you. what I did during game six, and then I, we're going to live with the results because we were – we were all happy at playback about that, about what happened there. Mm-hmm. That's true indeed. But Joe, let me ask you this. One of the key matchups that has uh, gotten Golden State the advantage over the past couple games is Draymond Green uh, being able to go ahead and uh, guard effectively a little bit better Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis popping out on defense a lot more to go ahead and switch on Steph Curry. 
you see he has not gotten any blocks uh, and the number of blocks and steals has gone way down in the past couple games for Anthony Davis. Plus his numbers have not been as strong because, you know, people are saying that Draymond Green is putting a tighter grip on him. Your thoughts on this? I know you've been very uh, hard to say the least on Draymond Green and you're tired of seeing him and, and rightly so because he does get, get on my nerves, especially because of the fact he can incessantly gets away with the screaming at the refs much more so than any other player in the league. Your thoughts though, on what the Lakers, when he's on playing defense, he has been playing effective against Anthony Davis, but I don't think it's an impossible task. I think, I think they need to establish AD early and deep, deep into the block and, and AD needs to get in his shot off quickly, mm-hmm. quickly as in get it, get it inside, get it within four or five feet and do a drop step hook or get to the hole and, and start drawing fouls on Draymond. Once Draymond gets two foul, two quick fouls, his game will go south quicker than, uh, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to, I'll keep it PG. Um, it's not going to be well. So <laughs> don't egg him on Sean. Yeah, yeah. So this so much disadvantage in this show sometimes, but it's okay. The, that's why they need to go to playback. Uh, true. Very true. Go to playback and you guys will see a little bit more uh, vulgarity. It's, it's which... no, Yeah, it's nowhere near PG-13. <laughs> the... PG-13 is a Disney movie compared to playback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh... <laughs> no, I can't do it. No, I can't. It, it's been the topic of a lot of discussions online. I was going to say uh, drop lower than a juicer's you-know-what after the cycle <laughs> but i kind of broke it up to where it, it, i would have said it faster and it would have made sense yeah you yeah exactly but anyway, see, see what i mean see i could have i could have i, I get the gist I yeah get there the you gist. go you get the gist that's 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 interesting words on that one too the the lakers i believe will 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 do very similarly what they did in game three and game six uh of the memphis series they know that they know, and they already have seen it, that Golden State struggles on the road. Their role players definitely uh, suffer on the road. And one of their main role players is is going to be playing with a little bit of an ailment. I don't believe he's not going to play, but I think he'll, he'll be limited. He's already limited when he's healthy, so I can only imagine how much limited he will be when he's not healthy. And that's uh, Andrew Wiggins. And with that, the Lakers need to just pound this to the ground. They understand now that Denver is going to be the next foe, so they have to get this thing done so they can have some relative rest so that they can get on with that series, which will be a challenge in its own. Uh, we need to we need to close this out tomorrow. I should say the Lakers need to close this out tomorrow so they can get sufficient rest and bury the dynasty because you bury Golden State your confidence is going to go way up and Denver will be a strong opponent, but you're not going to deal with the constant anxiety of the Golden State offense. We've already dealt with the anxiety of a very, 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 very good defense in the first round. And then now it's the very, very, very good offense. Once you play Denver or any of the teams in the East, there's really no crazy threat on offense with either of those teams, as good as Jokic is, as good as he's been from three-point line, if Jokic really wants to play the three-point shot game, good luck. 
it's going to be a lot harder to shoot those with Anthony Davis's arms up in the air. And if you guys want to give LeBron the fast break on those rebounds against Denver, Denver can't. Denver's transition defense isn't as good. And again, we're we're one win away from being, in my opinion, playing the last two rounds, hopefully, with less anxiety. Absolutely. So I'm hoping that that'll be the case and the Lakers can get it done tomorrow night. So we can start talking about Denver full-time, which is something I really want to do because I want to get into that because I think Denver is a tougher matchup than the Golden State Warriors. That's my personal opinion. Uh, Magic Man, I want to ask you this. Uh, as Denver is closing out the series in Phoenix, which seems to be a habit in Phoenix, how they ended up getting their series, keeping on closing out and usually getting snuffed, as we used to say back in the day, as they used to call it, snuffed, meaning a large lead each and every of the past couple of years. Remember the the Dallas debacle from last year, and now this year it's it's uh, Denver destroying them at their own home base. What a sad time now for everybody in Phoenix. Oh yeah, Gerald. It's uh, it's been quite uh, quite the adventure the past uh, three seasons. From, uh, you know, losing game six in the NBA finals to losing game six in the Western Conference semis two years later, they're heading in the wrong direction. Absolutely. And one of the things I want to ask you, though, is LeBron James. And I've been pointing to this. We actually even dedicated a show to this. Would we ever get a LeBron superstar game in the playoffs? And B, do we actually need one? Well, uh, I think you got a little bit of a taste in that first half in game five where LeBron was actually shooting the ball really well. I think he scored 17 to 19 points in that first half, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. You started to just see that he was putting things together and had everything still gone, you know, outside of that, that poor ending to that first half. You never know what could have happened. I think in Friday, I think one of the keys to, you know, we don't know how Anthony Davis is going to be and how he's going to react after the blow to the head. When he gets out there, one of the keys I think could be LeBron, how well he plays. I think we can get a big game from LeBron. I think he has one big game left, and I think it could very well be tomorrow in L.A. Yeah, Gerald, like I think that's that's a greater uh, question is how many great games does this legendary man have left in the tank. And I'm not talking about 20 point games or anything like that. That's good. You know, he's You're talking about points. him going gonzo. Like yeah. we're talking 35, 15 and 12 or he's going 40, 20 and and 8. Yeah. Let's just get the 35. Let's yes, get the 35, yes. maybe so, get, put in 10 boards, something like I that. I think yeah. I think he's got, you know, Gerald probably a handful left. And uh, we're going to need one in this series, definitely. That Jose, that's the last great game of the series for him, even though statistically on the offensive side, shooting-wise, it wasn't that great a game for him. But the 20 rebounds in that Memphis game was obviously something he had never done before. That's what I'm hoping for, to go ahead on Friday and do something he hasn't done in a long time or do never do reach a plateau that he is, you know, that, that, that we're used to seeing for so many years. I'm not asking him to do every game. In fact, he hasn't actually had the chance or opportunity to, or maybe time has passed him by in many ways, or he's been fatigued, old age injuries, whatever. 
there's still a chance, I think, that LeBron has a great game in him and a superstar game in him. I think it could be Friday. Yes, I agree. I agree because it's it, I, I'm almost certain, Gerald, that uh, AD is going to be completely and totally focused on the defensive end. If, uh, if he gets going offensively, that's great, but I think he's more in tune right now and, and wants to be able to control the paint. So if I think if LeBron wants, if, if it's incumbent upon LeBron to take over and have one of those gonzo games, Gerald, I think it, it, it's more than in his hands to do it because I, I believe uh, Anthony Davis would be deferential. No question really about it. No question about it, indeed. Once again, it's NBA Observations. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, along with Joe Soro. Joe, let me hit you up with this real quick, okay? You know, we talked about LeBron, AD. Obviously, he has to be more in the paint, more commanding everything so they don't have as much of those the inside control of that they did in the previous game, which irritated me to no end. And obviously, the fact that he wasn't as much of an inside presence the past couple of games is more attributed to the way they were able to draw him out. But getting beyond that, the Lakers also need consistent support, which they didn't get uh, pretty much in the last game. It was like here and there. D'Angelo, 15 points. Eh, it was all right. You know, same thing with Austin Reeves, 15 points. Eh, it was all right. But it came at right by the time that they finally started scoring. It was almost in many ways too late. You had Dennis Schroeder give you 14, but the rest of the bench gave you absolutely next to nothing. Your thoughts? Can this supporting cast give you one more step of performance to go ahead and help out LeBron and AD? Well, we're going to need more than that just in this game. Even if they do it tonight, I'm sorry, tomorrow night, we'll still need them for two more rounds to win it all. Yeah. Uh, I think there were two things that, that happened in last night's game. And one was the refs let the teams play and the Lakers couldn't hit an open shot. I don't mind if they let the teams play if it's even on each side, which to some degree, I, I didn't really sense there was too much of a, a one-sided uh, game in terms of their officiating. I just thought they were not really calling not really calling fouls when they should have. The open shots that they missed when I when they were, I think, down to six those were more detrimental to last night's game than anything else, because those are those momentum changing shots that you have to hit, especially on the road. And if you don't, all the other team has to do is hit a shot, a three, and then you, you, you turn it into a six point turn. Six point turn is pretty big, especially when you have somebody like Stephen Clay, who in two possessions can make it a nine point swing. And that's how this game works with this team. That's why the anxiety is so high because a mistake can cost you a six point turn. That's a lot. I don't know if they put that in analytics. I'm just going by what I see. It just doesn't, it doesn't help. And I would, I would be very adamant with, with the team saying, guys, we've been great at home. They've been terrible on the road. You know, do what you guys do best, help each other out, feed off the crowd, and understand that if you beat this team tomorrow night, you will not have to deal with any of this anxiety again. Sure, Denver's strong. Sure, Denver could win it, win it as well. 
as well as either the Knicks, well, not the Knicks, but the Miami Heat. And at, at this point, I'm going to probably have to go with Boston. You're not going to have to deal with those two teams, Denver or Miami, I'm sorry, three teams, Miami, Boston, or Denver. In the, in the worry of, oh, my God, we could be, be down 15 points if we're not careful. Uh, it could happen, but it's not in your mind. At least it's not for me. Not worried about, especially a team like Denver that's transition defense is terrible. And you have Jokic who can kind of get flustered. Jamal Murray is still kind of recovering from his knee injury. And I, I thought his one game that he had, he thought he was a big shot. I knew that was a bad idea when he, when he, when he talked like somebody was dissing him. I'm like, dude, you're, you're like on one leg. What are you, what are you, what are you yapping about? So yeah, there's, this is it guys. This, this is, in my opinion, the best offense in the, in the NBA at this moment in the, in, in, in the, in the playoffs, you defeated the best defense the round before you beat the best offense. Now, I just think you can, I think Darwin can uh, do his sets and his, and his rotations a little bit more relaxed and keeping AD maybe out six minutes during the second quarter and getting him the necessary rest that he needs, especially if it's six minutes in the second quarter and hopefully maybe five minutes in the fourth quarter should they have a seven, eight-point lead in any of these games. That'll be great. And LeBron, LeBron has been holding back. It's quite obvious, at least to me, that he's been trying to preserve his energy because I think it's important. Well, here's the game that he can actually go out and do his thing and, and know that should he go out and kill himself, he's going to have a few more days to rest up to play in the next round, and we can back him up a little bit in terms of, you know, game one, game two, the the, the supporting cast like a, uh, D'Angelo Russell and Dennis Schroeder and Austin Reeves, they're going to be able to handle the ball a little bit in that series for sure versus trying to guard Clay, trying to guard Poole, trying to guard Steph, and kind of getting a deficient playmaking energy on the offensive end. I'm telling you, the, the Warriors are I, I, I'm not, I was not, I'm not worried about the Warriors. I said this before. I'm not scared of them. I'm sorry. I'm not scared of them, but they are still the Warriors. They are still the champs and you got to put a stake in them. But once you, you do that. You, yeah, exactly, Joe. But you yeah. can't, you, you've got to take care of business and you can't take, allow them to take a chunk out of you while you continue on your run. I Correct. like what Jose is saying. It's just do a couple post-ups with LeBron and Wiggins. See how see how good those ribs are. Because again, mm -hmm. with Andrew Wiggins right now, it is listed as a I got the I posted. It's a rib here. fracture. Left costal cartilage fracture along. Durant the had rib. that. Durant had that in 2018. So and he did fine. But this is not Durant. This is on uh, this is Wiggins. Wiggins is well, it 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 has a lot. It just has a lot to do with uh, with uh, your pain tolerance. That's but also basically, breathing as well. Well, not necessarily, not necessarily, because I I don't think people quite understand. But Gerald Gerald's lovely wife will when I uh, talk about this. When you do CPR on somebody, a lot of. Uh, uh, People will describe, well, you're breaking the ribs. No, that's the costal cartilage ripping apart with the okay. pressure. That's that's not the ribs actually breaking. So, yeah, enough 
blunt force can cause that fracture for sure. And you're right, Gerald. It could cause some breathing issues, but I'd be, I'd be, you know, more concerned about that if they listed him as like doubtful. Like usually questionable with an injury like this is they're just. I think they're just playing, playing up the moment, right? And I think he he will end up. Uh, he will end up playing. Uh, will he be in the starting lineup? That's interesting. Um, I well, think I they have no choice. Some they may yeah. make some changes. We'll see what if Golden State does the same as well. Uh, Draymond Green, again, just seeing what we can do to go ahead and instead of him having his way like he did as far as defensively, I really think that we need to, Joe and, and Sean, work on uh, some that task ourselves. Draymond, I think, is a key to their defense. I think if, if if Draymond is not playing well or if he's out of his mindset or he gets into foul trouble or he gets argumentative and he gets a T, you know, all the stuff that he's liable to do, it's usually going one way or the other in game six. I have a feeling it's going to go one way or the other. He's going to give you either a tremendous defensive performance or he's going to get, you know, just like as Mertz mentioned in the chat room, he could get kicked out by the second quarter. So your thoughts, guys, on this. I'll start with you, Joe. How important is the key to us to focus on getting Draymond in foul trouble or at least doing something to draw Draymond away from the basket? Yeah, you can get you can get Draymond in the foul trouble if he's guarding AD. Get him down in the block, deeper into the deep, deeper into the block, and score quickly. Be aggressive and score quickly and uh crash the boards. So in case it rolls out, you know, go ahead and pop it back in. I think that's 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 the ultimate goal there. However, we also do have an issue with when you do that, you better make the shot because if you don't, Golden State can go on in transition and get to the basket rather quickly, which is probably why they don't do enough of that. Uh, so we need to, that's why getting closer to the basket, you have a high probability that the ball is going to go in versus if you're shooting it from 15 feet or trying to get into the middle of the lane and get in the, in the paint and then try to do a little hook shot. But if it misses you're it's just, you got to be smart with the spacing. I thought the spacing in game five was just not good. They couldn't spread uh gold state out in any way. The Lakers got some open shots, but I think they needed to get more during the game so they can make those shots. And the game was 54, 54 in the, in the second quarter. They were staying with it, but, it's hard. It's hard to stay with it on the road against a team like this. You need to create distance so that when you do make a couple of mistakes, it isn't heart wrenching. And all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh wow, what's going to happen?" Because that's exactly what happened. It went from a tie game to an eleven point game before uh, before Steph uh, hit that. You know, it went to eleven after Steph hit that three before the half uh, ended. Those things are momentum you know, killers for your team. You got to make sure that you continue to have the momentum in the entire game. And I feel very, very confident that the Lakers are going to dominate this game should they take the blueprint that they had uh, in game three and in game six against uh, Memphis. The Warriors are not good on the road. And it's something that I don't think is going to change. Take advantage of it and get LeBron and AD established and get these guys open shots with some space so that they can, so the role players can hit their shots at home, which is when they usually do it versus going being on the road. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. 
looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is NBA Observations. It is Magic Man Sean Grice along with Joe Soro and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Before we head it out, my friend, Mr. Sean Grice, want to ask you this. I think also as well, we would be behest of me not to go ahead and discuss Steph Curry a better way to go ahead and try to either slow him down, get him to make be- you know decisions that'll lead to turnovers, which can happen for them quite frequently. Your thoughts on what we- ways we could go ahead and disrupt? Has we tried every avenue that we can, or is there other ways we can go ahead and approach this that might actually pay off in Game Six? I, you know what, Gerald? I think there's actually another way. I'm not, not smart enough to to know what it is right now. After. Uh, these comp these comp complex but yet simple adjustments that have been made on both sides here. I think it's just honestly, Gerald, I, I know it's a cliche, but like just keep it simple, stupid. Like we made them work for every every possession in games um one and two and in games four. And we were two and one in, in those three games with uh, a playbook of just pounding in the paint and just bringing the wood on every possession defensively and making them work for everything. Gerald, I think if you just allow yourself the energy to understand that if you make them work for everything they have to get, they're not, you know, this is, they're not the, um, they're not the, uh, they're not the grass. They're not the ant. They're the grasshopper in that situation. They, they haven't stored up enough uh, on the cupboards or in the cupboards, excuse me, to combat that. It's just it. In games one and two, they basically uh, dared Steph and the Warriors to just shoot the lights out. And game one, they had some some success, but for the most part, the Lakers were able to. Uh, keep them at bay in the paint games three and four 80 showed why he was the dominant force he is defensively. I think they just need to go to some form of just keeping it simple and not overreacting and not, uh, not trying to not be over aggressive, but see oftentimes you can guess, but your guess is wrong. And I think that's, what's been happening uh, too often is that, uh, you know, a few possessions go awry and they just go away. Some of the guys go away from what, what works fundamentally for them. And I just think if everybody just holds the line and just keeps it simple, I think they can find another game plan to just uh, keep them at bay and win. Joe, we've talked about it at length here. Uh, tomorrow, I will provide a preview just before game six tomorrow. And then, of course, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. And then our awesome post game, the best post game that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break, along with the best chat room that's out there right here as well. Your thoughts, though, we're going to close this out. You have every bit of faith and confidence in this team that they can get it done. You and I 
have been on the road all over this place, along with the Magic Man on this team. We've been high, we've been low, we've had their ebbs and tides. It seems like this roller coaster is still on its way up and down, but I have a feeling tomorrow night it's going to go on up one more time. It, it, it's set up for the Lakers to win this. It's, it, it should go that way. There's always a chance that it won't be, but I just don't have a feeling that they're not going to win this game. I just, I, in the same way that I didn't feel comfortable with them winning game five, the Lakers winning game five, even though I would have liked to have seen it. It's just now it's reversed to six. I, I would have to see it. I would have to see what, what, what happens with the fact what happens that's it just really what happens how 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 can this team lose at home up 3-2 understanding what it's what's at stake and you don't have you know you don't see guys like a i've never seen ad and lebron really not come through in this situation together they've they've won these games every time it, it presented itself it we saw in the 2020 uh finals uh, when game five went Miami's way, Miami was so burnt out in game six. And the fact that Frank Vogel uh, did a lineup change in the starting lineup by putting Caruso in, and then AD turned into the... Uh, yeah, which the same guy who forgot Jokic on his MVP ballot also said was a terrible idea to put Caruso in there in game six. <laughs> just saying. Okay. Just saying. I'll 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 let I'll let that. Are you simmer. sure? Hand down, man down. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand why someone would even say that who actually watches basketball, let alone a former player, let alone a former really good player and someone who understands team basketball. Uh, again, I don't, just, I don't understand. He forgot. He lately forgot. Uh, I Jokic. will, I will, I will say that he has no effing clue how Caruso plays. It has absolutely no idea what he's only MVP in the bubble is. with them for five previous games. So, Obviously, he had no point of reference. I don't know what the hell he's doing. What is he doing? How do you even say that? How do you even come up with that? Is that another uh, Kendrick Perkins type comment underneath the, his lips? Is that what it is? I saw, you saw, Magic Man saw how Caruso was on defense. It's killing me that he's doing it in Chicago. Because you would have had, had the Lakers kept him. You would have had two non-drafted players that are integral part of this team. One is on defense and the other on offense. I mean, how much better would we have been on defense, right? And a timely three-point shooter on top of that. The three and D guy, that's what he is. And the fact that you're not going to give this guy any credit for whatever reason, and I won't go, that's why I kind of hesitate. I don't want to go into that. Um but it's what else? What else could it be? It doesn't make any sense. If he's watched them play, what is it? You're not impressed with 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 Alex Caruso's defense? Why? Why wouldn't you be? I don't and understand know, why. And we all know why, what happened why, in that game. Why would you? Why would you not vote for a guy who's won two MVPs 
and actually had a better season in his third year in that time. Because why? Because you wanted to go make some other guy feel good about himself? You know what? F you, society, and all your soft BS. There. Because if there's a if, if I'm if I'm gonna go on a crusade here in this little world that we're in and hopefully get it somewhere where it will be a little bit of a larger bullhorn, I'm going to speak it very, very loudly because I'm about tired of it. I'm, I'm no, I'm not I'm not about tired. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm tired of bad credibility. I'm tired of idiots who don't know what the hell they're talking about. I've seen people tell me what's going on in their mind, and I'm going, why are you even thinking this? Where does it come from? That's not what happened. That's not what's going on. What? Where did you interpret this crap? It's not going on. And then the second they get defensive, you know you got them. What did I say, Magic, a few months back? Hit a nerve, hit a target. That's, that didn't come from me. I came from a friend of mine. Yeah. Hit a nerve, hit a target. But you get credit for it, sir. Now, there is a difference if somebody, let's say, calls you a liar and not a liar. You can come back with some, like, some, some credible return on that. It's but, Dervo. Right? But if, if you start hearing people start talking louder to, to mask their BS over your voice, those are the little things that will tell you who they are. It's just not good business. It's, it's These guys are integral part of this league, and, and they represent the league. And, you know, I know he's passed now, but Fred Hickman still has the worst vote in the history of sports. Why would he vote for Allen Iverson in 2000? Shaquille O'Neal arguably had the greatest athletic season, not just basketball, ever. If you look at Shaquille's stats that year and his accomplishments, how do you how do you not give him the like? Where does this come from? Where did your mind go? So I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a, the award thing is 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 played out. It's done. Look what the Oscars are doing. Even uh, Richard Dreyfus is 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 calling it BS and. This feel good, this let me give people a chance to win a freaking award. You know what? Suck it. I hope you choke on it if that's what you're going to do. You're going to minimize the award that's already slowly getting worse and worse every year anyways. Choke on that award if that's what it's going to be. I'm about performance. I'm about talent. If you're not judging these things off performance and talent and instead – you're judging it off something else. You know where I'm going with that. I'll leave it at that. Then you can eat it and choke on that award. I know Fred Hickman, uh, Alice, very good uh, Good point, Alice. He is no longer with us, but he'll always forever be remembered, unfortunately, as the man who decided to leave Shaq off the ballot uh, in that MVP year. So uh, from being an un- from being what, uh, you know, a universally uh, picked uh, MVP balloting win for him. So yeah, he would have been uh, unanimously voted. So. You gave you gave the MVP award to Charles Barkley in '93, and you gave the MVP award to Carl Malone in 1997. You're gonna honestly sit in there and talk to me in my face and tell me that Michael Jordan wasn't the best player in 1993 and in 1997? 
Uh, again, great. All, 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 all I know is Mark Jackson, I don't listen to NBA games anymore. It's been about a decade since I did. I'm on record with that. Everyone knows that. I will say this, though. It is funny that during the Warriors run, every time there was a, there was a, 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 an opportunity to skewer Steve Kerr or question Steve Kerr's ability as a coach, Mark Jackson would go to the line, well, if I was Steve Kerr, well, you were Steve Kerr, Mark Jackson. You were in that seat. And there's a reason why you're not Steve Kerr, because you ultimately made all the wrong decisions with that team, and he made all the right ones. So why would anybody listen to you and give a crap what you have to say? Oh, well, if I was in Steve Kerr's shoes, well, you were, and that's why you're not anymore. I will tell you what, we have our own balloting. The most important awards that are out there are always the Lakers Fast Break Awards. And before we head on out, Joe, who took the balloting seriously, as Mark Jackson did, uh, had given to us our our reports on the all-NBA teams. Who are the yeah. five greatest MVPs of all time? Dylon, 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 Dylon. Why? Because he spits hot fire. I still don't get it. How that was relating to the all NBA teams. Nothing to do with anything. It's yes, just, absolutely. My that is my contribution to a toxic waste of an award league. Go just, ahead, Magic. Just shout out to uh, Denver Nuggets, baby. Uh, yes. You know what? It's good to have an actual troll who knows what he's talking about. He's actually here. been very—he's been very uh, uh, gracious to yes, us. He, he has. He has. has. Nice I have nothing but, but great things to say about yeah, him. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, come around more yeah. often because we're going to see in the next round. Yeah, he's been very gracious every single time during the season. So I have—I have nothing but the maddest respect for him. He's just been been uh, great and i'm sure he's happy his denver nuggets are moving on to the conference finals but before we head on out it is the all nba teams from the panelists who did take it seriously right here at the lakers fast break kind of seriously when it came to laker nick and magic man who kind of cheated but myself stone hansen jamie sweet of course magic man and laker nick had their choices for the three all nba teams I'll let you and, and, and go ahead with yours. And first off, uh, Sean, before I read off the rest of the guys, you know, I asked, I said, okay, can we go ahead for the final time in this lousy way of doing it? Because I don't agree with doing it this way either. I think it should be front court, back court. That's it. That's the only requirements, you know, whatever, 55, 65, whatever, how many games you want to do, that's fine, whatever. But we were still doing it the way the NBA was doing it. I, I asked all I asked, and you and Laker Nick decided to buck that trend. So go ahead, tell everybody your three all-NBA teams since you guys, you and Laker Nick, decided to go ahead and buck the trend. Of course, you know, Mr. Dylan up there, he, uh, you know, whatever he, he called himself as far as the, for, for his uh, his balloting. But I want to hear, hear you also as well. Say you're all NBA teams. Oh, Denver Nuggets baby is in here. Is he? He's in the chat. So great to have you here, and uh, congratulations to your Denver Nuggets. And I'm hoping we'll be able to go ahead and line that up tomorrow with a win by the Lakers. But go ahead, my friend, on your all NBA teams before we head on out. 
Yep. Yeah. You know what, Gerald? I think um, unfortunately the NBA does have that uh, that absurd rule. I it's for the last year. It's yeah. for the last year. That's so the me, best part. Yeah, me and Nick did both have uh, two you guys centers. Are stubborn. He said two he said, centers. Yeah. Trip. Yes, because uh, I do think that um, although only one of them can get the spot, both of them were were worthy enough of being all. NBA first team, and that's uh, the Joker and Embiid. I think they both uh, belong there. Uh, I also had uh, Jason Tatum. I had Shea Gilgis, Alexander. And to round out my, uh, I believe I also had. Um, no, let me get your list right here. Here, yep. coming up right here. So first uh, first team is Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, yes, Shea Giannis. Gilgis, Alexander, Jason Tatum. And since you had to pick two centers, Nikola Jokic. Yes, yes, second, Yes. So your second team was Spida, Spida Mitchell, Jalen Brown. Uh, Don, wait, why did you guys you put Spida twice because you put Spida and then Donovan Mitchell. And then I and then I gave you a revised list at the bottom there. Okay. Uh, I replaced. Was... I have. Uh, so the second team was Spida Mitchell, Drew Holiday, okay. uh, De'Aaron Fox, Steph Curry, and I believe I also had. Um, Jalen Brown, I, I think. Jalen Brown in the yes. and then the third team was uh Le- Sabonis, LeBron. Lillard, LeBron, Luca, and I, I wanted to put A D in there, Gerald, but he just he didn't have enough games. So uh Damian Lillard had his best season at thirty two. I had to put him in there. Okay. I got Nick. Nick uh, also decided to go ahead and and uh, submit his thoughts, his teams. Since he followed your suit, you know, since you decided to go ahead and buck the trend, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jason Tatum, Nikola Jokic. His second team, that was Spida, Brown, Holiday, Fox, and Sabonis. Third team is LeBron, Luka Doncic, Butler, uh, Markinen, who actually has gotten a little bit of love here from some others as far as on the third team, and then Stephen Curry. Uh, I do have for the rest of the crew, I do have also as well, I think for, let me see, I got right here. Go ahead and do mine since mine seem to be. My pick right now is going to be uh, for first team, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, SGA, and Donovan Mitchell. Second team is Nikola Jokic, Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown, De'Aaron Fox, and of course, Luka Doncic. I know Joe with his uh, with his picks of Dylan, 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 and more Dylan. I guess it's that's Dylan, not Dylan. Well, you spelled it Dylan, so that's no, what. It's Dylan, 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 Dylan. Spelled it Dylan, so spit it's... hot fire. All right, well, whatever. It spells like Dylan. Third team is Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Stephen Curry. That was my picks right there for you. So the last two was submitted by. There was a Stone Hansen. His first team was SGA, Mitchell, Tatum, Giannis, and Embiid. Second team was Steph, who kind of surprising that he's up there with the you know, amount of games he missed. Booker, Luka, AD, and Jokic. Third team was Halliburton, which is a favorite of yours, Sean. Brunson, which is also, I think, a, a surprising pick, but I thought that was pretty good. Brown, Butler, and Sabonis. So there you go. There you have it. And last but not least, if I can find Jamie Sweets right here. Uh, here you go. Man, he's what was his was all messed up. Uh, he had Steph Brunson, Butler, Giannis Lopez, uh, Fox Hard oh, he, Lopez. Oh, okay, so he forgot MB the look. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> 
<laughs> so he got all mixed up between defensive teams and all NBA teams. But he's got uh, Steph, Embiid, and AD, and uh, yeah, Allen. Yeah, he's got all over the place. He had Fox, Harden, Brown, Tatum, Davis, and then Holiday McCollum. McCollum. My gosh, that, I don't know what he's drinking there, but James Randall and Allen. I want to ask him why he thought C.J. McCollum was on the third team. That's that's something that's very surprising indeed to me. But there you have it. There's our picks for the All-NBA team. You know, Joe again with the Dylan, a.k.a. Dylan. Okay. But if you have thoughts on All-NBA teams, let us know. Lakers pass is, is it that hard to say Dylan? It just seems it spells like Dylan. Everyone in the world knows this but you. I know Dylan, but no, Magic Man didn't know. You don't know. Shh. Yeah, 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 absolutely, indeed. But tomorrow we will be back with a Lakers snack pack. We truly appreciate you joining us for that. That's going to be a game six last minute preview with any news and notes before we head on out to the Pulse. See, as well. search and destroy knows Dylan. Yeah, but you know what? He spelled a Dylan search and destroy. When yeah, he put, but he knows his, what I'm talking about. His email was one. Dylan, two Dylan, three Dylan, four Dylan, and five Dylan. Okay. I don't know how you get Dylan out of Dylan, but okay. There you go. How about award for most hearts award? Intel, how about you? You get it, my friend. You give us you gave us a whole bunch of heart emojis. We're gonna go ahead and give it right back. Did anyone see Jermichael Green tweet? No, we didn't see Jermichael yeah, Green tweet. Put a cap on on LeBron as a liar for saying he doesn't practice flopping. You know what? Okay. Charles Barkley talked about this. It, it, it's different when you're the bus rider, not the bus driver. When you're the bus rider, you don't get to talk like that. You don't get to act like you're some kind of bus driver when you're just did, riding the bus. Yeah, did he even play in the last game? I didn't even know he existed in the last game. Talking yeah. smack. What is he, yeah. Brian Scalabrini? Exactly. <laughs> if you're not playing the games, you just need to stay quiet. That's all. Brian Scalabrini talking smack at the at the podium after the Lakers whooped the Celtics. Like, <laughs> don't talk smack. If you, don't talk smack if you can't back it up on the court physically. If you're no longer a part contributing on the team, you may be. He may be in Game Six. We'll see. But I don't know. We'll have to check out what and, and, Matt. And, what adjustments and, that are made in game six. And Brian Scalabrini, you are no Matt Bonner. Don't even put yourself in the same shoes as Matt Bonner. There's only okay. one red rocket, and it ain't you. It's Matt Bonner. All right, all right. Well, well slow down. Okay. He he sets a smack. Uh, you know, it is getting to that point. It's game six. Again, I have still yet to see the ugly, testy. Uh, that's the thing. It's been very polite series, guys. Mm -hmm. I think after that blow to the head by AD, I think it's going to get testy in game six. I think I like what I'm going to see in game six. I think we're going to see a, a riled up crowd, Joe. I think we're going to see some nastiness. I think we're going to see some testiness. I think we're going to finally get a true, really nasty, gritty playoff game in game six tomorrow with the Lakers winning out and being on top. Win the game, win the game, win the game. And then you can talk all the smack you want at the podium in the post-game interviews. Correct. That's what I think should happen. Dylan. Yeah, that's right. Dylan. It's Dylan, not Dylan. Well, then I guess get, it, get with it. Yeah, but spell it right. So it doesn't spell like no, Dylan. No, I'm not spelling anything right. Okay, well, that, you deal with it. <laughs>
Where where did you get your education again? From which college? Which uh, university? You, did, you have didn't to they, they just accents. the NCAA final? Accents. It's kind of like those who say Benoit. Did you remember I, there was a former? It's... No, you're not listening. No, you're you're not you're not paying attention. <laughs> I, I'm Benoit. Joe, search. I'm the name Joe. Benoit. This is going to be completely clear for for Magic Man to understand this. He's from Canada. Benoit. But yeah, do you remember a former Benoit. NBA player named Benoit Benjamin? Yes. We actually said Benoit. Well, do it's you re- had the very don't, don't. Uh, yes? Yeah, we know Patrick Waugh. In America, he's Patrick Roy. Uh, again, we're going to go ahead and, and just say tomorrow the Lakers will win. We'll go ahead and end it on that note. Looking forward Should to I bring some tea tomorrow. and crumpets. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and end it right there. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. I don't even know what go a crumpet is, anyways. Well, well, go to yeah, the UK. Joe, you'll find out. Joe Joe brings up a really good point though, because there was there was that quarterback Billy Joe Hobart and then uh, Bobby Joe Haybear. They had the same spelling of the exact same. Bobby Haybear. It was just in was America. Just it's Bobby Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. Well, again, it is the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much for joining us. NBA observations. Thanks for ignoring everything Magic Man just said. Thank you. That's what I'm going to try and do because this has gone totally off the rails. But it is, once again, NBA observations. Thanks so much to Magic Man and Joe Soro. Please go ahead and support John Magic Stamos. Man. John Stamos. Oh, my God. Thoughts John- on Jan- John Stamos. John Stamos is, uh, if you what watch. Thoughts on him. What, what's going on with John Stamos? Why is John Stamos a part of the Lakers fast Will, Will Ferrell made him a cult name in his movies for years. Every time they talked about something. Why are we get... talking about John Stamos in this? I'm just answering the, the call. That Everybody's heading to bed. I think we should too. I got chosen. Yeah, it's yeah. Not... We're, well, John Stamos. It's it's already one o'clock in the morning for Magic Man. So hey, go, better than uh, what was it, uh, Jason Giambi guy? What the hell was that guy doing? Yeah, I know. don't give me <laughs> that's started a write off. That yeah, that's a write off. Yeah. Giambi would have been great. Okay, when I started this podcast, two names I didn't want, didn't think I would ever hear was Jason Giambi and John Stamos, and now I have heard it all. What's wrong, with, what's wrong with Jason Giambi and these John are just Stamos. so random. Random names that you just don't think would be part of a basketball podcast. That's what I'm saying. There you go. But tomorrow it is a great game. We're looking forward to it. We have all the confidence in the world. The Lakers are going to get it done. Please go ahead and join me tomorrow for a Lakers snack pack just before game time. And then, of course, playback.tv. Be a part of the unfiltered fun that we have as far as, far as watching the game, the highs and lows. The nervousness, the yelling, the screaming, the cursing, everything that you love so much about what Joe and Sean can do, they provide it for you on playback.tv. And then right after, it's the best post game that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Joe Sorrell and the Magic Man, Zero Glassford, thanks so much for watching this thing. We'll see you tomorrow looking for a victory in game six for the Lakers right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.